What's up, y'all? I am Kyrie Kojo. I am the CEO, owner of Cloak Couture Boutique here in New Orleans, Louisiana. How did you come up with the name of your company? Oh, wow. Okay, so Cloak Couture actually came about, um, number one, I am a very family-oriented young lady, and my grandmother's middle name is Chloe, and I've always wanted to name my daughter Chloe, so I look at my business as my daughter. So Chloe is short for Chloe, and um, yeah, my boutique, this is my baby, so yeah. Based on your answer, I see that family is very, very important to you. Mm -hmm. Do you have family working in your business with you? Oh, of course. My mother, um, cousins, aunts, sisters, uh, pretty much the whole staff is family. I have about two uh, staff members that's not family, but they are friends of the family, so yeah. How important to you is it to have family around and a part of your business? It's very important because um, we're in this together. I want all of us, as my company grows, I want my family to be right there with me every step of the way. Uh, it's crazy because um, when it comes down to family and working for I don't, I don't want to say it, but black-owned businesses and family. A lot of black-owned businesses will tell you, oh, don't hire family. Family will do you wrong, um, which I have had my fair share, but it's more with the uh, fair share of problems, but it's more with the younger family members because they don't quite understand work ethics, if that makes sense. It's, it's best to kind of let them go ahead and um, get a job somewhere else where they can kind of get the feel of what it's like to actually work for somebody else because coming in working for family they will try to you know run over you if that makes sense so um yeah but i want my fans i want my family to grow with my business and we all make it together so that's just that so having family in your business did you have to train anyone yes to their skills that they naturally had I do that with pretty much everyone. I uh, I have a store and I have a warehouse, so I put I I kind of move everybody around to see where where they're strong at, what their strong suits are. But everybody gets trained in customer service because customer service is number the number one key to uh, as a successful business, in my opinion. So. Um, everybody gets trained in customer service, but I also move everybody around to see exactly where they're strong at, and that's pretty much where they end up at. That is a great skill in management, being able to move your, your um, employees around to see mm -hmm. where they're strong. are. where did you get your management skills from? I've had several jobs, most of them being in the, um, oh my goodness, I'm at a loss for words. You can edit that, right? Um, most of them being in the, uh, I was a waitress. So I did a, f a little bit of retail, but mainly I was a, a waitress. So um, a lot of my customer service skills come from being in that uh, food and beverage industry. I always had to pretty much cater and have the best personality and make sure all my guests uh, felt welcome and it, it basically get my tip if that makes sense. So I always had to provide the best type of service to uh, any customer that I had being in that uh, type of industry. So that's where it comes from with me. So that's customer service and I know you make it a priority as customer yes. service before. 
And as far as management, do you, did you just have to go from experience to be able to learn how to manage? Yes, I pretty much went from experience, but um, I've always been a leader from Yehi. I've always held some type of leadership position, whether it was like the president of the, um, what are those clubs in school? I'm so old now, I forget. Yeah, like SGA, student council, that's what it is. So I was like president of student council. Um, like captain of the cheer squad, uh, queen of the homecoming court. I always held the leadership position. So being a leader was is, is never a, a it wasn't a easy. I mean, not a not a hard uh, task for me to do. Um, not only that, I do have um, great following skills as well. I, not only am, a leader has to be able to follow as well. Um, so I take different things from each employee because I'm not always right. You got to understand as a leader, you're not always right. So um, sometimes I am corrected by my employees and you know, you got to take heed to that and be able to be open to new suggestions and uh, whatever that can make the business grow. That's take it to the next level. So you have an open door policy? Basically, yes, I have an open door policy, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about your, I was, you know, I know you talked about, um, you know, customer service and waitressing. Were there any other jobs that you had prior to opening your boutique? Let's see. Let me think back. I was an actress. I'm an actress at heart. So um, I went to college and my degree is in speech and theater performing arts and right out of college I went straight into the film industry well the theater and film industry I landed a few roles and from there I actually started my boutique um, in the midst of me doing my uh, the last play that I did what a, a very big play um, so in the midst of that I started my boutique and of course while I was doing that the boutique started to take off, my acting career take off, took off, so I had to choose one. You have to focus on one. Which one do you want to do? So I chose to stick with fashion and focus on that, and here I am today. But I do plan on going back into the field, uh, hopefully sooner than later, um, once I get a few other things in order and make sure my business is able to uh, run without me, if that makes sense. Yes, that, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. It just brought to my mind, you know, how many people get degrees and actually go into other directions from mm -hmm. away. Yeah. So how, how does that feel? Like, okay, so I went and I got this education, and um, I know you said you want to go back to it, but how difficult was that to walk away from that? Ah, uh, it was hard, but because my heart is there so my heart is there as well that's it's, it's always um another love besides fashion theater and um film it was kind of hard but at the same time by me having a, a passion for fashion as well it really was like okay either you want to do this or you want to do that pick one focus on it Get get that you know under wraps. Get that st steady, stable to where um, you're able to turn it into some type of monetary income, so that you're able to support your family and you you can go into the next one once that one takes off. And you know that's what it was. So I'm not gonna say it was hard, but 
the fact that I had a passion for it, it was kind of easy for me, a passion for both. That's wisdom, because it sounds like you said, you know what, I am not going to be a starving artist. There you go. Oh, yes, a starving artist, because as an artist, yes, um, most of our jobs are waitressing, picking up tables, and bartending, and you, you pretty much, uh, you're in limbo, like you living from, you're living off of tips, basically. So me having, now I have two boys, but at the time when I started, I had one son, and um, I was a single mother at the time, so it was just like, uh, I saved all the money that I did make from waitressing, not downplaying waitressing or anything. I saved all the money that I did make, and I was able to put it into my business. And once I saw what I was able to do, once I flipped that first $1,200, I was like, you know what? I could do this. I'm just going to go ahead and keep going with it. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, it's hustling, yeah. And the good thing is, you know that that's still there. You're going to go back into acting. Oh, of course, yeah. So look out for me on the big screen. So you spoke about a few parts that you had. Can you share with us what those shows were? Okay. Um, whoo, child. You digging back down into the... Um, I was always good at improv. So, uh, well, let's go into my favorite first. My favorite... Uh, improv role I had was we had a show here called New Orleans in New Orleans it was like 2009-2010 and that was like one of my favorite shows to be on um, I also did at Dillard we did a few plays um, Macbeth, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof um, what else For Color Girls uh, and a few other plays I would have to have my resume literally in front of me to remember some of that stuff. The Zeitgeist Chronicles was actually my last play that I did. Um, what else? As far as the film, I was in Now You See Me um, and another movie. Oh my goodness, I can't think of it. But it was, it was like an indie film. So it was like something that goes straight to Netflix. Okay, Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Oh, the reality TV stuff, Big Easy Rise, yeah, that, forgot all about that. That was like some crazy stuff. So we are talking with the superstar. I mean, you know. Walking it. Walking <laughs> yes, it. yes, Walking yes. It. Yes, 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 that's me. So we are here for fashion. Mm -hmm. Where does your love for fashion come? Where did your your passion, your desire, where, where did it begin? Oh, my mother. So, uh, my mother, she sews. She's a seamstress and she she designs as well. Um, staying up with her, growing up as a child, uh, I was up with her late nights, right next to her as she's sewing on her sewing machine. I was literally like right there next to her. Uh, and just watching her grind like that, it, 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 it gave me the love for it. You know, I, I was always interested in what she was doing on that sewing machine. I wanted to see it. And of course, it's passed down from her mother. So um, I sew, of course, and of course, I get it from my mother, and that's where it comes from. So I. It reminds me of the house of the area. Yeah. And, and, and it makes sense because the clothes comes from my grandmother. Yep. I love it. It's, it's very. Uh, 
heart. It's, it's, there's so much heart there. Yeah. And so with being able to sew, are you, do you have a preference for couture or do you like ready-made clothes or? I love every bit of fashion. So um, I'm kind of like a, uh, I love from streetwear all the way to the high-end couture stuff, yes. Uh, initially, when I first started, I only wanted to do the couture pieces because it was kind of hard to find those type of pieces in New Orleans. But of course, um, as my business grew, you get accustomed to your market. So uh, I had to go into tap into my other side and go with kind of like the streetwear and you know the stuff like that. So I just love fashion all around and my favorite part about it is the manufacturing side like I want to see and touch the the um, the fabrics and I want to contour it to my body first so that I know that it's going to fit nice on any other woman's body if that makes sense to you. So. I love the wisdom in um, listening to the market. I know so many people, there was a boutique boom in New Orleans. And mm -hmm. seen, you know, some that have lasted and some who've gone through trials and errors and many have closed. What are some of the pitfalls that you have gone through on your journey? Um, there are gonna be, there, there have been a lot of days where I haven't made any money. Not one customer will walk through the door and I think that's kind of where uh, a lot of boutique owners get discouraged at. But for me, I took advantage of social media and I was able to um, not only tap into a whole nother audience, not outside, you know, just outside of New Orleans, but I was able to um, showcase my clothing a little better, a little better through social media. Um, with the, the, the help of social media, I was able to, I'm, you know, I'm shipping overseas now. It's not just a local thing, not just in New Orleans. It's I'm all over the world. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, it's, it's just the thing about not being able to make the money that you thought you would make every day. Uh, you, that's why you have to have a passion for this. You have to love what you're doing and it, and it just doesn't have to be about the money. It has to be about knowing you want to make your customers look good and feel good in a great piece. You got to have a love for it. So speaking of social media and you were stating about, you know, clients coming into the boutique, mm -hmm. who made you decide to actually open up a physical location versus just having an online boutique? Okay, um, I started off actually selling out of a car, my car, and um, I actually then, because a lot of customers, they wanted to try the pieces on, so then my, my daddy has a tax office like three doors down. So I took one of the little offices in there and got two clothing racks and I started letting the customers come in and try on the clothes in there. And I had some happy customers because they, they wanted to try it on. Um, loved the pieces and they uh, purchased. So from then on, it was a lot of traffic coming in and out of there. And of course, reminding you, this is a tax office. So uh, my father and I, we came up with a whole nother business plan. And 
we decided to just so happen uh, this used to be a barbershop where I'm at. The barbershop was closing and I talked to the owner of the building, told him, hey, I wanted a boutique in there and he said, go ahead. And um, yeah, just blossom from there. So you spoke of your, your father and your mother. How important is it when you're starting out to have a strong foundation and support a team when you're starting out, people who see your vision? Do you feel like you were alone and you know, if not, how important was that? Support? It is very strong because in this industry, depression is very it's very real. Um, in my opinion, the number one thing depression comes from is money. When you're broke, you're depressed. And it was a lot of days where I was broke and <laughs> if I didn't have my mama and my daddy there to kind of like uh, pray for me, um, talk to me and uh, help me know that, you know, there, there's going to be better days. Don't give up. Keep going. I don't know where I'd be today. I probably would have gave up a long time ago. So it's very, very important to have a very strong support system. And it doesn't have to be your parents. Uh, in, my, in my case, you know, I'm lucky to have my parents there, but I know a lot of people, some, some of the parents are not there, but make sure you have your friends. Uh, siblings, cousins, whoever you're close to, it's very important to have that uh, strong support system. So when did you start your business? Officially? Um, I started in um, July of 2012. Yeah. That's when I started. So when did you say, you know what, I need to take this up a notch, I'm going to catch on to it, I'm going to jump on the social media thing and so I, I got on social media, um, well social media was already popping when I started. Instagram wasn't, you know, as popping. It was all about Facebook at that time. So I, I did, I had a following, but personal, people who just knew me from being me. Um, which, which I, you know, I, I know a lot of people. So it kind of like grew from there. Uh, so went from Facebook, to Instagram and my Instagram following kind of like just shot up, you know, with the support of people wearing my clothes, word of mouth, reposting, um, and stuff like that. I had a few celebrities come through and shout me out, and and that's how everything just blossomed. So when would you say that was when everything just took off? Because this is 2012. Oh, let's see, let's see. I had a lot of up and downs, so. Um, well, let's fast. Let's let's rewind to what I thought was taking off. So my second year, going into opening this boutique, I thought I was taking off because I had a bunch of people coming down in that tax office trying on clothes. But that that wasn't that you know that was taking off at that point because you know I was seeing a little money. But um, I want to say. Uh, about a year into, I, I did very great my first year. I um, I made a, a profit. My first year opened as a physical location, which was 2013 to 2014. I did really well, um, and then I got pregnant. So everything kind of like slowed down. It went downhill from there. Uh, yes, of course, yeah. And I wasn't able to model my clothes no more. So. Um, that kind of changed a lot for me, having to uh, find somebody to model my clothes, take the pictures, and I was very sick during my pregnancy, so I couldn't really focus on, you know, 
my business. Uh, but after I had my son, I came back in 2016 with full force. I pretty much changed my whole uh, presentation of how I presented my clothes and everything went up and then it went back down. So I wanna say that it took off and to where I was able to see a, um, a constant increase and a constant level up would be last year. What would you credit your constant rise to? Consistent. Consistent, let's see. Um, not only God, uh, but the fact that I was able to stay consistent, I started showcasing my personality more. So people were able to actually relate to me a little more versus just seeing a pretty girl on a picture. And as I get, uh, people would tell me, um, or not just me, but tell people who know me, they'd be like, oh no, she's stuck up. She got a nasty attitude because just because of what they see from the pictures, they don't, they, they never heard me really open my mouth. So um, now that I'm showcasing my personality, oh my God, I love her. She's relatable. So yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much where the change came from. How Wait. important is it for you to model your own designs? Oh, it is very important to me. Um, because uh, I, 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 not only I have the average body, but I feel as though if it doesn't fit right on me, I'm not going to sell it mm -hmm. at all. So I love to make sure that something looks good on me and that it feels good on me before I sell it to my customers. Because, you know, yeah, if I don't like it the way that it fits or not just the style, but if I don't like the way that it fits, I'm, I'm probably not nine times out of ten. I'm not going to sell it. I'm just going to trash it. <laughs> As a business owner, mm -hmm. what are your three top priorities? As a business owner, keep God first. Always have a plan. Stay, um, keep a budget. And uh, make sure you have a great team behind you. Great support system, great team. How do you... Um, minimize mediocrity amongst your team and set high expectations? Whew. So we have a lot of different personalities up in here. <laughs> so like I said earlier, you know, I kind of go by everybody's strengths and weaknesses. And with that, um, I know who to place where and who to place uh, with each other to work well with each other if that makes sense so uh oh my god i lost myself we were talking about you know tolerating mediocrity yeah and promoting high expectations high expectations yeah so uh with this team everybody's kind of like a, a leader an alpha female i have a lot of females um just one male yes Oh my goodness, um, but you know, because I know who, who strengths and weaknesses, you know, I, I kind of know where to place them and, and know who goes where and who's best at what. And they pretty much, you know, they get along, you know, they, they good, yeah. How did you choose this location? This location came from, of course, because I was right there at the tax office. Um, not only that, uh, my daddy had a little say so. He didn't want me to go too far. But it kind of just happened, you know, um, it's, it's faith. 
You're a Davis girl. I am. <laughs> Shh, don't say that too loud, Mama. Right there. <laughs> but um, it it was like faith. It's it's, it's divine intervention. You know, um, it just it all kind of fell into place. This this location this. Suite was occupied for the longest, and then all of a sudden, as my business started to progress, it became available. With this location, how do you reach out to, how do you connect with your community, reach out and give back to your community? New Orleans East is um, still on the rise, of course. Uh, ever since Katrina, uh, New Orleans East has not come back, and it's, it's important to have a business out here not just a business a black owned business you know and I feel like a whole a, a lot more black owned businesses should come out this way because they're trying to saturate the East with dollar generals and, and family dollars and it's kind of like bringing down our value you know um, but uh, yeah that's it, it's important to have a, a business out here in the East so that we can show them that we're on the rise. We're here, and we, we bring it strong. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Whoever want to collaborate, I'm here. We good. What's up? My door is open. I would love to, whoever wants to. But it's kind of crazy in New Orleans. A lot of people, um, I guess they're scared, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to say the, the wrong word, but... I, I see you, you see where I'm going. Yeah. Some people feel like they don't understand abundance. Yeah. They don't understand how God works. And yes. It's enough, it's, for, everyone it's to enough for everybody to eat. Collaboration over competition. It will get us places uh, that you never known it could get us. Trust me. But they say your beauty, your intelligence, yeah. your brilliance does not take away from mine. We can stand beside one. Oh, yes. 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 Speaking of um, standing beside someone and still shining, what separates your business? What makes your business stand out from other boutiques? Simply because I am me. Um, I provide a, a, a versatile style. You know, um, I have looks from the for the everyday woman, for the working woman. For the woman who wants to go out on date night, girls night, uh, you going to a ball, I have it all. Uh, I'm trying to clothe the world. <laughs> so yeah, I have uh, fashion for everyone. It's, it's for everyone. Um, most is appropriate for all ages, from your teeny bopper to your, your lady cougar. <laughs> Fashions and your styles are for everyone. Everyone. Have you ever turned away a customer? No. We're going to find something for you. No, indeed, no. Turn away a customer, no. We're going to find something for you. Even, um, I get a lot of plus size girls, uh, women who come in and they're like, Where are the plus size clothes? I have something, unless I'm sold out. But I have something that might work for you. The only way a customer will walk out the door is if they don't, just, just don't like it, if it doesn't work for them. But I'm going to try to make something work for you, if you see it or not. Have you ever had any issues, friction, negativity with a client? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. So, um, my business, I, the number one part of my business when I first opened it was uh, custom designs. So I used to sew. 
So I had a wedding party and um, with any custom design, we would do consultation first and, you know, get to know the client. Uh, you tell me what you want and we order your fabrics. You come in, you make sure everything is good and we start the process. Now, dealing with wedding parties is really hard because you have, a, a, again, a bunch of women, a lot of attitudes. Nobody wants to listen to what the bride has to say. But long story short, um, that kind of ended up bad. I was brought to court. The bride sued me because she felt her wedding, her, her bridesmaids did not like what she picked out in the end. They didn't like what she picked out even though we had completed our task, we made everything, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. Everybody said they were going to drop out of her wedding if they didn't get their money back. So we ended up having to go to court for that. Yes. And that was like, that was like a stab in my heart because um, I could above and beyond for my customers and with this particular bride you know I, not just her but with everybody you know I want to make sure you are well satisfied you know um, I, I pretty much become like a, a therapist a counselor to a lot of my customers and uh, the fact that you know that situation ended up like that it kind of it, it brought me down to my knees like you know, that was just something that I don't I don't wish on any business owner at all. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. Um I'm I'm okay. <laughs> what kind of safeguards have you had to put in place to prevent things like that? Um since then, uh I don't I don't lead customer service with my heart too much anymore. Uh and it's it's I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing yet, but for the most part, it's kind of, you know, been okay for me since then. But yeah, I don't, I don't lead so much with my heart when it comes down to customer service. Um, and, and I kind of draw that line now between customer, uh, friend, that I, there's a line, you know, customer, friend, you, you're a customer and that's just that. Um, you know, it, it, I think that's important for any business, and um, similarly with you know employees. Have you been able to have a line of demarcation between looking okay, with family, but this is business? Yes. Uh, before I, um, I've had that conversation pretty much with every last one of them. Now they understand family and business. They understand. Uh, what's going on around here as far as that they know that um yeah somebody else wants your job and they can come in and take it so uh i don't i don't have that problem we have an understanding right. as far as that what are your missions professionally and personally okay so uh i want to start this mentorship program and uh for boys and girls um, I want to be able to teach them the importance of entrepreneurship, uh, the importance of not just going into, especially this particular industry, not just going into something just for the money. You need to go into it for 
the love of it you know make sure you have a passion for it and you need to make sure you know the business side of it and not just um, the fun side of it uh, it's a lot that goes into um, having a business on the business side of it you need to make sure you have a business plan in order and uh, make sure you have your, all your duckies in the row before you try to jump out there head first not only that um, I want to let everybody know how important it is to have a relationship with God being an entrepreneur uh, you need to pray daily read your Bible go to church it's very important to have that relationship with God it's very important to know that he's the leader and uh, you just need to know that you know um, he'll be with there every step, every every step of the way. He's there with you. So, um, you know that's that's pretty much it. You know I want to be able to help everybody I can, if I can, if I can help somebody along the way I will.